Hello, and welcome back to the fourth episode of Why Literacy, a five-episode podcast series about the stakes of teaching literacy to teenagers in 2018. I'm your host, Rachel Gorley, and so far, we've discussed topics such as the school-to-prison pipeline, code switching, and social media literacy. Today, I'd like to focus on the concept of how teaching literacy develops empathy and helps our students become more global-minded citizens. Going back again to our definition of literacy from Rebecca Sipes' book, Adolescent Literacy at Risk, literacy refers to the types of knowledge, skills, strategies, and habits a literate person needs to possess in order to be productive, successful, and fully engaged in the world around them. Last time, we also talked about how literacy can refer to the basic way humans make and express meaning, and that it's not only how one uses words, but also of what one perceives as possible through signs and symbols. So how specifically can literacy develop empathy? Well, for today's purposes, we are going to be looking at literacy in its more traditional sense, that being reading and writing scripted text. The key idea is that the more students read, the more empathetic they become. And the more empathetic they become, the better citizens they become in an increasingly globalizing society. Within the book Rethinking Empathy Through Literacy, author Suzanne Keen wrote an article titled Novel Readers and the Empathetic Angel of Our Nature. In this article, Keen argues that empathy is the sharing of feeling and perspective taking induced by reading, viewing, hearing, or imagining narratives of another's situation and condition. She further argues that empathy is involved in the production when authors experience writing, in the mental simulation readers experience while reading, and then later in the meaning-making of the text by both the author and the reader. Writer Alyssa Harry agrees with Keene in her article, Reading is the Key to Empathy, when she says that the act of reading is intricately tied to empathy, because through reading, we begin to understand lives and perspectives other than our own. In books, we can get to know other people, places, and times. Empathy in reading is the ability to understand and share the feelings of the protagonist, the author, and the human condition itself. According to both Keene and Harry, avid readers acquire empathy by continually placing themselves in the lives and situations of someone different than themselves. One thing I've noticed since working in West Philadelphia is that many of my students have scarcely been outside of West Philadelphia. Some have been to the Jersey Shore beaches, and a few have families in Jamaica or West Africa. But by and large, my students have rarely been exposed to unfamiliar cultures and peoples outside their own community. Teaching literacy from characters and perspectives outside of my students' context is an excellent way to begin teaching empathy for those who may look or sound different than ourselves. Harry continues in her exploration of the idea of empathy and literacy by saying that people who love to read are people who care deeply about the lives and experiences of others. This, I think, is the mystery and magic of literacy. She continues to say that literacy is the access point from which an empowered reader is able to gaze, to question, and to learn from a text. Literacy means having the world open to you and having access to limitless ideas. The knowledge we gain from reading empathetically is invaluable. Harry concludes, we are all connected and we all have stories to share. So how does this impact the way I teach? How does teaching literacy also teach empathy, and vice versa? One of the many goals I have for my students as their teacher, to have my students succeed, to increase their reading levels and bring them up to grade level, to give them confidence in their critical thinking skills and original ideas, and many others, helping my students become more empathetic is at the top of that list. 
If I can teach my kids to step outside from the standardized test-driven culture and really encounter a text and engage in a literary experience, I will have confidence that I've done my job and done it well. As a recent example, just a few weeks ago, my students started reading a speech by Hillary Clinton from 1995. It was a speech that she gave to the United Nations Fourth World Conference on Women and essentially was addressing some of the major human rights violations happening against women in the world in 1995. For many of my students, the very question of human rights shut them down to the topic. Many of my boys moaned, saying, women have it just as easy as men today, if not easier. They get away with so much. They don't have to deal with fear of the cops. They can dress pretty and have a smile and get a free drink. They have it so much easier. Of course, my girl students beg to differ. By delving into this text, a nonfiction text with pretty high vocabulary and difficult philosophical concepts, my students actually engaged well and had good discussion about what it means to have human rights, what it means to honor human rights, not just in America, but on a global scale. Many of my students learned things about the global human rights issue that they never heard before. Issues such as, and I do apologize for crass terminology, issues such as genital mutilation, women being burned alive because of insufficient dowries, or babies being suffocated and killed just because they were born girls. My students had never heard of these issues on a global scale and were shook that they were still happening in 2018. Teaching texts like this, having my students engage with not just a fictional character, but real live women around the world, I saw empathy develop on their face. I saw my students' faces go from shock to empathy from concern to what do we do about this? My students have started becoming activists on different issues they care about, and it was exciting to see them become activists on issues such as this. Even my boys who protested that women have it easier than men are now saying, how can we stop issues going around the world that are belittling women? It's a wonderful thing to see as a teacher, and it doesn't always happen. Teaching empathy just for empathy's sake, I would argue is still a good thing but it still needs to go further than that. I don't want to just teach literacy to help my students be empathetic, but to use that empathy to drive them and become better global citizens. As the world today in 2018 becomes intricately more connected via social media, the internet, international policies and consideration, it's important that our students can understand and have a context for people around the world go through. When they encounter someone on a social media platform who's from China, that they understand a little bit about the history of communism, of Maoism, of what life is like in China now and in the past. In order to do this, students first need to be engaged. They need to see these characters as real people who they can empathize with and experience life through. This isn't always an easy thing to do, and it doesn't always happen automatically. For some students, it might take years. Others, it might be one simple text that gets them hooked. I'm lucky that a lot of my students are open to hearing about different world issues. Not many adolescents are. Nevertheless, I can still see some of them be closed-minded and want to stick to the world they know and what's comfortable, as a lot of us do. But if I really want to push them, if I really want to help them become global citizens that will care and be empathetic and make a difference, I have to help them see things beyond West Philadelphia, Philadelphia, the East Coast, even America. And to do that is no easy task. Going back to Keene, She argues that novel reading inevitably works to form a more altruistic and peaceful citizenry. That for someone who reads novels, or at least is embedded in literature and empathy often, sees the good in things and tries to find the peace in things. 
She goes further and says, I believe that the world wars and genocidal violence of the 20th century, a century in which many novels were written and read, argued against a casual or even correlational relationship between mass consumption of narrative fiction and concern for real others in the world. Meaning that the texts that came from the 20th century, some of our most classical and profound reading, says that it's not enough to just read these texts, think fondly of them, and move on. It has to change our view, our worldview, our way of thinking. If we look and reflect on the violence of the 20th century, and even now into the 21st century, mass shootings such as Parkside in Las Vegas, things going on around the world in Syria that our students, because of social media, are becoming more aware of than ever before. If we teach them empathy, what do they do with that empathy? How do they work to prevent those incidences of violence from happening in their own community? How can they stand up as activists like the students from Parkside and use their voices to advocate for their people? That's the real question I'm left with. Therefore, the goal of teaching literacy is to develop empathy, and the goal of empathy is to develop, develop a spirit of activism. My biggest hope is that each of my students find what they are passionate about and move towards that passion with empathy and action. If they see a problem in the world, and they empathize and then work towards a solution. Anyway, that's one novice's idealization of what it means to teach literature today. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for our final episode of Why Literacy, where we will explore the issue of literacy in the world of special education.